Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, I have Radha V. Some call her the mother to the wounded children. She is a contemporary shaman, a spirit-based healer, and she is here to serve those are ready to to be open to inner peace and liberation in the midst of the chaos. For over 30 years, Radhavi has kept her soul agreement and has helped thousands of clients to break the code of human conditioning. Radhavi was recommended by one of my beautiful listeners and friends, Lauren. Thank you so much, Lauren, for connecting me with such a beautiful soul. Hi. Oh, <laughs> How are you? Oh, excellent. Oh, this garden behind me. Last night I did a circle and it was on the Garden of Eden. <laughs> well, hey, sounds to me like heaven on earth. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yes. Well, it depends on who you were. I mean, I don't know if Lilith or Eve or some of those female goddesses thought that. There are so many stories about Garden of Eden. I choose to look at it as a place of peace and beauty. And whatever story anybody wants to put to it, that's what I hold. Peace and beauty and the divine presence. Mm, I need to get there. I still have confliction going on within me about it. You know, the things that I've discovered along my journey, you know, things where I thought I knew I had this perfect little fairy tale going on in my mind, in my heart that I was told for generations. You know, we live in a conditioned world. So in a conditioned world, everything is two parts, right and wrong, good and fair, evil and whatever it is. And then there are so many people who are coming from the conditioned world. I mean, my experience is that for many thousands of years, there were fallen beings, or you could call it fallen angels. My word is fallen beings. And all of this greatly influenced the churches, and if we look into different conditionings, if you open our hearts and look, there's a little bit of division. For instance, my church is better than your church. You know, this is what I believe. So we are so entangled in our beliefs, and we get into that trap. And then there are times when we want to say, which one of these pieces I'm hearing is right. And then I feel I need to get out of the game. And here, if I ask myself, every question has an answer. I'm very grateful that my cosmic soul group guides me. 
came on this planet with I want to see humanity live in peace and I'm touched. My heart is touched by saying that. Most importantly, what they do with children. The slavery at a deep, deep, deep touch in me. And I would go reading sometimes. It's a new thing, reading. I want to know more because I'm hoping I'll see that there is people who see something good happening in spite of the darkness. And I want to hold it in my heart. <laughs> but what it was doing was getting me down. I said, what happened to my heart? I can't find it. I usually wake up in such peace. What's happening? And my soul guides told me, I said, we want to tell you why. This is really important to say. There are these people who are here bringing up the truth from the dark. Truth, you know, what they call them, intels, whatever. So those people who are sitting, sleeping, it's important for them to be stirred by hearing the truth of the darkness that is occurring, that you need to understand where you are. And they told me, that's not for me, because those people with the good heart who are talking about what's happening in, in, in somewhere in the dark that people don't know, there's some intel, intel, I think they call When they are speaking about what's happening, what is being affecting, what is affecting certain people and certain things that are happening, they are holding that energy. They have to connect with that energy to express it. They are. It's an energy. It's energy. And they said, it's not for you. That's lifetimes ago. Not now. You are not here for that. And they told me how it affected me. And I said, do not, do not look at those things anymore. Do not. Because it's affecting me. And I knew, I experienced it, how it affected me. So it's not the place to go. So for me, I am here to bring the light. Not to go getting the details of what I already know is happening on the planet. We're in a, in a chaotic world. And it says, this is, I don't know why I'm telling you, because I normally don't talk about it, but there's something in you I think one needs to hear. This is a spiritual war, and you need to stay away until it's over. My only thing is, is I feel like everything in my journey has been uncovering the truth. It started with me personally my own journey in my ancestry, everything who I thought I was in the in the way of this body, there was much more than I had ever known. In that discovery, there was a lot of healing that needed to be done because of the hidden truth. And so once I was able to share the stories, unearth them, you know, give voice to those who didn't have a voice was healing what I discovered. And a lot of it was not just for me, it was American history, you know, that has gone untold. And had they been told correctly or truthfully, you can maybe empathize with other people and their differences in seeing that we are all one. 
And then when I awakened to not just my ancestry, but also to that I was more than just this body. I have a higher consciousness. I have a soul. I am energy. I was living with those conditions. Everything I believed was what someone told me to believe. And I just believed it. I, I'm just like a minion. <laughs> I just do what I'm told. And when I opened myself up to the possibility of learning about other cultures, other beliefs, other even stories of Garden of Eden, <laughs> you know, I saw that there was this vast energy that was in all of us and that connected all of us. <laughs> I love this conversation, Shana, because you're so deep and open. And and yes, I've gone through all of that. I had to go through my own childhood wound experience by myself. I needed to do self-healing because it's when I really got to embody what human conditioning goes through. I couldn't read it in a book. The experience that you've gone through, Shana, is the wisdom you've gained to be able to open your voice and express your heart to people. But when you express like that and it's coming through you, you're coming from that place of the divine. There are so many different frequencies from which we come from. We either come from our conditioned self or our unconditioned self. And a lot of these people who are teaching us in childhood, they have lost their, their understanding or are living from the unconditioned self. You know, remember, I went back to the fallen beings. Remember, I talked about that. And I said, this is thousands of years ago where people had been conditioned. It's still happening. It's happening through the human conditioning. When it came to a time when I got to understand that was a depth of one my soul agreement was, was to break the code. It touches my heart because I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm very humble about my devotion and my passion. That's what I came to do. When I got the, the message or channeled for the essence of our soul, our divine spark, that they told me. And the book has come together. The whole thing I had been doing. Shanna, all these years, for 30 years, my specialty, everybody knew about me as I work with the inner child healing. And it's funny, I'm talking with you in things I normally don't say, but here it is. I had the ability, or I do have the ability, to hear those wounded little children. And I would get the client to take me some because they don't know where it is. Okay, because I'm very intuitive. I came in with my shamanic medicine bag, but I don't say I'm a shaman. It's just, you know, when you know things, you know things. Okay. And we will go find the child and I bring them together. You know, without going into that detail, the children would tell me things. And uh, it's important that the person connect with that child and be able to hear them before the session is over. I need to put them together so they can be reparented by the adult. They've been waiting. So coming back to why I'm bringing this up, 
when I heard those children speak, my passion is about the words. It took me all these years, I have to say. When the messages came to me from the divine spark, I woke up to think, wait a minute, I wasn't healing those little children. I was unveiling the human conditioning from the essence of what being the divine spark. Are you getting it, Shannon? Oh, yeah. So all my life was passion to serve people. It was the essence of our being. It's to break the code of the human conditioning away so we can live in that place of inner peace as divine beings. And every one of us has a spark. Every human being has a spark. And that spark comes from the one flame of the divine. And I love to use the word God, but I know it from the one flame of God. I knew God when I was four years old, and I never let go. I wanted to find him. I think it's beautiful what you just said, because that's what I was connecting with, how how divine our younger self is, how that little child of innocence and acceptance and love and loving, they don't care what color you are, what religion you are, what shoes you have on. They just, they're playing at the park so free and their imagination is wild and absolutely i have a i have a thing for little children because i see their innocence and i remember i went to a restaurant one day and here was this pregnant woman came in happened to sit beside me i think everything that happens it happened because there was a reason there's not no mistakes so anyway, of course, I started to speak to this little boy. He was three years old. And I want to hear the wisdom because they have the wisdom, you know, in innocence. And then he said to me, I have, I have a brother. And I looked at the mother and I said, oh, he has a brother. And she said, oh, he's talking about the dog. Their dog is his brother. Did you get it? Wow. There's no distinction. Yeah. He's still in that space of awareness where awareness is from the spark, from the divine spark, and everything it looks at looks at it as oneness. I never forgot that. As a matter of fact, I put it in my book. I love that story. I love children. You have children? Yes, I have four children from 26 to 11. You uh, have 26? You look so young, Shannon. They keep me young. Oh, sweet. You know, I've learned so much from each one of them. Well, your soul came into experience life in the way in which you're doing it. We all do. And it's so beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think you see the world in this beauty because you have a soft heart. You do. And because of that, as you know, it's through our inner being that we create the world. What I mean, we see the world as it is. So if I'm unhappy, I'm just going to see unhappiness or people who are unhappy or I'm in judgment of people. Yeah. But when you live in a place of beauty, inner beauty, we see the beauty many people overlook. And I remember, you know, living in judgment, living in, you know, in a stress. Of know, course. The world. And so that's how, you know, I know 
that it is so beautiful, you know, when you are living in your presence, because I do remember when I didn't notice, you know, the tree and the bird, you know, I, I know I, I remember when there was a time when I didn't even appreciate the mountains here. I live in Colorado. I mean, I can see the whole mountain range and now every chance we get, and even my children, we go and we run and try to see the sunset you know, we don't want to miss it. You know, we see the beauty in that. But there was a time where I was too busy to even know that it was there. And the whole thing is to me, in my own experience and understanding, is that I had to go through the two by four, the hard knocks. I had to go through that to really get to that place of compassion for for humanity. It really and had I not gone through those experiences, I would probably be still in judgment. How come, you know, you're going through all of that and you know you, there's stuff you need to work through or something like that? Or why did you say it like that? And I'm upset with you or something like that. But when you end up having more compassion, we're in a whole different field which helps to support other people who are in your presence. And, oh, my God, you just feel the beauty of that person, you know. And and it's not so much what they're saying, but what they're exuding from within their energy field. I feel that from you. Mm, thank you. I'm very devoted yeah. to, to the divine. You call it the divine spark, and that divine spark to me is found many times in the darkness. How are we to see light, you know, without the dark? How are we supposed to awaken to conditions if we've never experienced them? So it's almost as if, and I do change my perception now around most struggles, you know, life is an experience, full of experiences. And of course, that's not going to be all divine. (laughs) You know, we learn from the moments that challenge us. And so knowing that at any point today or like yesterday, my water heater broke, (laughs) you know, it broke, you know, I could be mad, I could be stressed about it, but I shift my perception knowing, okay, we will fix things. We will face our challenges. We will Surely have hot water again, I promise you, family. <laughs> Don't worry, you will not yeah, see ever. It's beautiful the way in which you view circumstances, you know, and what I say is that when we start to continue to unveil our identification as a conditioned person, that's where there's a lot of emotions. In the conditioned yeah. person, react okay. to everything. Oh my God, because it's all about me. I'm hurting. You know, the world, when I see conflict, I'm hurting. So it comes right back to my yeah. own inner wound and inner whatever it is that happened to me. Okay. So the more, and I've noticed it, the more that we continue to heal the past and not keep carrying it around like a bag on my back, 
we find that we have less emotion about the disturbances that happen. Yeah. Like you. The way in which you said it, it's like, okay, there's a situation here that needs to be resolved. That's what I'm going to do. And there's no, oh, my God, I, you know, you didn't get victimized. That's how we know that we're evolving. We allow the emotions to take over. We have no control of them. They're controlling us and how we live our life, how we see our day, how we have relationship with the people that we love. Well, I'm in a place now, if something happens, I said, okay, that's a classroom right there. And it is something I need to learn from. And so you you no longer react to it. You say, okay, now there's a learning here I need to find. So what were you saying about the spark? The, oh, the, the divine spark. The Just that for me in the journey that I've discovered is that that divine spark is within each one of us. Mm-hmm. And it ignites usually through the darkness. Mm-hmm. I, there's a story of the Pista Sophia in the Gnostic Gospels. I don't know if you're aware, the story where Jesus teaches his disciples in this gospel that was hidden, that Sophia, this wisdom, falls into the darkness mm-hmm. and she forgets who she is. She forgets her wisdom and he finds her there in the dark and she finds her divine spark within. And then she goes all the way up to the highest dimension, becoming pure light, right? Becoming that little spark, you know, is just the beginning. You know, I didn't know I needed to write. And I finally realized the divine spark was expressing itself. And to me, it was beautiful because it says, I'm behind the wall. And it was a yearning, I'm behind the wall. And I wish I had it here, I could read a part of it for you, but and it says, I yearn to be touched, I yearn to be loved, I yearn but I'm behind the wall. And I finally realized, oh my god, the divine spark is speaking, yearning to to express its love. And they did tell me, because I won't repeat them because their words are more multidimensional. But this part, it says, the most painful part for us is that our love can't be shared in the world. That's our deepest pain. I agree. In the beginning, when they said, you will surely not die, you will actually, you will be like God, right? You will have that divine spark. Carl Jung, when he said, he saw this myth as the illuminating structure which when shined on the collective unconsciousness could guide the realization of human spiritual evolution. I see that divine spark as that. I don't think the Garden of Eden was the deceptive, shameful story. I believe it was an allegorical story just as Carl Jung believed and as just like you said, to discover that divine spark within us and how this is now shining on the collective unconsciousness yes. of humanity yes. now. Yes. And I feel the sadness as well of how it longs to be known. 
and to be realized and experienced. Hey listeners, so sorry for the interruption, but are you ready to make 2024 your year of vibrant health, increased energy, and monumental success? Well, join me and my friend and prior guest, Dr. Louise Swartzwalter, as we embark on a transformational journey together. She designed a Brain Soul Masterclass specifically tailored for this year, Awaken Your Beautiful You, Five Secrets to Ageless Beauty and a Sharp Brain. The masterclass is your key to reclaiming your body's vitality, understanding the link between frequency and aging, boosting your energy levels, and feeling stunning from the inside out. Get ready to propel yourself towards your most exceptional year yet. But that's not all. Prepare to experience the wonders of frequency medicine. It's going to be a blast. Sign up today at www.senseofsoulpodcast.com under the network of lightworkers. You can also find this link in the show notes. Now back to our amazing guest. When I went to Sunday school at four years old, I heard about God and Christ and Mary and Oh my gosh, because we were not church goers. They held on to God. They said, God is in heaven. Four years old, I don't know where heaven is, but I'm sure it's not down here. Because, you know, I'm sure it's not down here. Yeah. And I would look up in the sky all of the time. Where is heaven? Where is heaven? But you know, that held, as I said, it's a string of light in the tapestry of my life. I was looking for God. I really, unconsciously, well, consciously, I was looking for God. I want to know where God is because this is a, a divine, oh my gosh, it's bigger than I could ever imagine. Well, the end of my search, which is really funny, is the essence of our being. God was always here in us. We are the spark for the one flame of God. And that's why we are all connected. And when we discover that, there's a beauty that shines within us, that sparks that light. And every one of us that opens to that understanding and living it is supporting the collective. And I'm not done we're thinking, oh, my God, it will never happen. My, my job is to live for my devotion, my devoted state. That's my job. I can't change what's going on. I can change because the light is a lot more powerful than the dark. It pierces through the dark. So when I, when I feel that divine heart space, and that's where they told me, they said, we live in your divine heart. And that divine heart is not really in our physical body. Mm -hmm. It's in a state of consciousness. Yeah. And when we live in there, okay, I'm just getting We are moving out of our conditioned state. We are no longer this identification as a person, as a name. We are not identified with the material world. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I get information somewhere. We live in a state of grace. 
I love in the another Gnostic gospel, the book of Thomas, gospel of Thomas says the kingdom is inside of you, absolutely outside of you. And when you come to know yourself, then you will be known. And I always have like a quote of the year. That's my quote of the year. I love that one so much. What is the name of your book going to be? My dear husband is in my life to help me put this book together too. And we are trying to find, what's the name? But it's it's like finding inner peace in spite of the chaos and breaking the code of the human condition. That's so interesting because in the Gnostic gospel, it said that Sophia falls into the chaos, into the 3D, into the dark. And so when she, I always see it as the womb. How can you find peace here? And that's exactly what we're talking about. Yes. And and when you think of children, they're the ones playing around in midst of disaster, right? Instead of maybe screaming about a flood, they're splashing around in the flood. <laughs> Their imagination is so strong that mm-hmm. they, they, their imagination wants to experience what mm-hmm. it is they're imagining. Adults don't understand. It's a learning. It's a we don't understand it. But it took me a long to see how, in a sense, expresses itself. There's nothing about the mud. Oh my God! You know the mud is that ooh until we are taught. Oh, don't get yourself dirty. Is not. And we start to make a distinction, embrace the experience. Yeah, that's the key. And I have such compassion when this comes to me. Many of us are still living from the disappointments and the wounds. That when then an experience occurs, it that is good. It's a temporary, a temporary. It doesn't get embodied into the soul and the heart. Yeah. And they move on for another thing because it, it has blocked the way for getting into, you know, I call it a body's a sacred temple of the sacred temple. It, it, it just it get blocked the energy to really go through the sacred temple. So, looking at your website earlier, yeah. and there was something about the upper three chakras. I mean, I love the chakra system. I feel like it's a easy, digestible, tangible experience you can have with your own body to understand that you're energetic being. To me, the chakras are the portals when the light of the source that comes in. You know, we are not left alone here. <laughs> just, we're just not left alone. If people just understand how much support we have, and I thought, I wish I could see my 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 guides, you know, those parts, but I can hear and no more connected with them. Okay, so the, I'm the opposite. Chakra, yeah, the chakras are the portal of light. Mm-hmm. And in our growing up years, as we begin to get conditioned, the first three chakras is where they store in for different reasons. And I offer, I give away that. And if people want, they can go sign up on my website to get that free. And I Talk about the importance of the chakra, those first three chakras, because when person is moving through 
the early healing, uh, that's what I would say. Go look because the the each have something different that they hold. When I'm holding speak, a lot. <laughs> I'm holding a lot, especially the second chakra. You know, mm-hmm. spirit told me a long time ago the second chakra is holding inner secrets. Sick, mm-hmm. sick is what does it mean? Unconscious things that we don't even remember. Yeah. Hidden secrets, it's hidden secrets for me. Not hidden secrets, I'm not telling anybody about it because I know it. Mm-hmm. You don't remember it. Everything that has happened to us, Shana, in my in my understanding, leaves an imprint. Good, bad, good and bad and everything. It leaves an imprint. When I was 10 years old, my father was in the hospital and, you know, there were 10 of us, so we were a big family. And I was taken to the hospital to visit him because I realized now because they knew he would not, he couldn't overcome his heart. And, and I sat my chair was right in front of his bed, and my older brother whispered to me, put his hand on my shoulder and said, don't cry. Mm-hmm. So I didn't cry. I just sat there and just, all of those years, Shana, all of those years, it was like maybe two years ago. I was having a discomfort somewhere around my hip, somewhere around there. And I'm very good at touching and and my body, my cells tells me what is going on. Surprised. The emotions that I was told not to cry was sitting there. And I thought, oh my God. But beyond crying the 10-year-old pain out, I was I began to see my father, not just as, as a father, but as a human being. He died at 46, so he was young. And I, I was shown how difficult life must have been. He was Chinese from China. He came to another country. He had a lot of responsibilities. I know he was the leader of the pack. And I started to be shown how much responsibility and difficulties he had on him with 10 children. Whatever situation I may have had about him as a father was replaced by, it was really a beautiful, beautiful, compassionate. So yes, it was it was there about <laughs> me. Can you see now going back to childhood how when something happens to us, it's very, very wounded, how we create an impression of why it happened. That is the deepest thing that people have to heal. Yeah. Not really so much what happened to them, but what you're still carrying in you from whatever age. To say who you think you are, why that happened. Is it just going back to maybe seeing it now with new eyes and seeing from a different perspective? Is that enough to heal? Because it seems like for me, usually it is. It's that simple sometimes. The most important thing is to be able to see it from a heart place. I can see it from my ah, mind, Instead of seeing it mm. from your brain. Whatever age you are, you've got a feeling. 
I remember I was a little bit disturbed. I was talking to a group of people, and I was talking about childhood. Some years ago, I think I was in Jamaica doing that. And one woman who was a teacher, she says, oh, you know, that's that's in the past. You know, my your mother was, oh, so-and-so, you, you know, your mother had some mental problems and she had to go to the hospital. It's, you know, you just, and I felt really upset inside. And I didn't say to her, but how dare you, adult, created a belief about what the child had. I said, do you remember what was happening when you were a child? Do you? Don't tell me your adult self think it's all gone. It's because you've covered it over. And that's where self-compassion is so important. A lot of people talk about in relationships, these triggers, they're triggered by certain things. And some will say, I, and actually my friend had sent me something the other day where this meme said, you should stay away from people who trigger you. And we both kind of, we talked about this because I said, is a trigger not an opportunity though for you to have maybe an awareness of there's something in you that. Absolutely. You know, just like the pain, like the pain. Yes. But, but I I take it a little further about, I totally agree with you, but there is something to consider what your friend said. If, yeah. Yeah, you you get a moment to say, okay, there's something buried in me and this person's triggering it. I want to know. I have to go look. I own it. It's my feelings. I have to go look what it is it has stirred up in me that was sitting latent. Okay. And you get wisdom. However, (laughs) if you're with someone who constantly, constantly berate you, you know you're not on the same wavelength. You look at it and said, okay, lack of communication is here. And I'm the one who's always blamed. And they are blocked off from their own stuff. And if they are not open to see and to have a conversation with me, then I need to pack my bags and leave. Yeah. We, we need to know when triggering and an abuse starts. Oh, that's a yes, good word. Triggering and an abuse stuck. I, I had Continuous. said that. I said if you think of an alcoholic or an addict and someone's constantly triggering them, like maybe drinking around them or you know poking at them when they know they're like intentionally doing it because of their own pain that they're yes, you know, absolutely um, suffering. The emotions. Emotions are something else, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> we are emotional beings and this yeah. is what humanity needs to understand and that is into stuff believe me if you stuff it the energy is blocked in your body and it's going to come out in some kind of illness yeah. or some kind of bad behavior mm-hmm. Yeah, I cried buckets I cried buckets and and I, I know that it's very important that when you're feeling something, you allow it to come up. Don't yeah. stifle it, please, listeners. Oh, to shove it down is uncomfortable. Like yes. it, it feels better, you know, just to be able to release it and free from my body. You know, mm. This would have been pretty awesome. 
just been shown to me that if it came up in this, in, in, in our market, what an amazing thing if you would say, this thing that you did is just triggering me. And we're going to talk about allowing it to come out. Oh my God. I, yeah. Oh, it yeah. has happened on this podcast plenty. <laughs> well, well uh, the whole thing is, because beautiful, you are so open and sensitive. It's beautiful to say, okay, now something is coming up. And for people to know that and to realize it doesn't matter where you are in your evolution. Yeah. There are parts of us that still either waiting to be touched and loved and recognized that it's still there. How beautiful that is. Yeah. My gosh. No wonder why Lauren had messaged me that she loved you so much and that you have just been such a blessing in her life. So thank you, Lauren, for connecting me with this amazing soul. I just, I've loved every minute of this conversation with you. To me, it's like I was speaking to a friend and that this conversation goes, I could feel I could open up and be deep with you because you feel that energy. Mm. And it's not just what you say, but the vibration that you carry. Like the beginning, I said, I haven't said, I don't remember what it is I said. That, that you asked, and I just went there in a much, we were sitting in a comfortable chair with each other. And as I told you, it's so beautiful speaking with you because you're deep in the mm. conversations I love. I feel so peaceful right now. That's exactly the energy you put off is peace. This is why you're so good at what you do and why you are working with like one of our listeners, Lauren. I adore her. I love Lauren. Me too. Tell everybody where they can find you and what programs and things they can find on your website. My website is going to be a little bit more upgraded with the book. And I'm going to do an in intensive program because I'm guided to do that based on the book. But part of it, I've mm. been doing it for over 30 years. So I'm going to have a group of people. It's a small group. I want to attend because I want people to speak about everything that ever happened to them. Just don't leave anything behind. And then we're going to do some practices and it's going to be from the book. However, in the meantime, I have two programs there and I'm offering the 20-minute complimentary. I'm also offering that chakra program People listen to it and really understand what it is they're holding their first three chakras. And then after that, I turn off the video so they're not distracted by sight and to help them to go through the release. So that's a, a big giveaway program. I'm passionate about supporting people. Passionate. And I would say, okay, now we're here. We're going to open up. I want you not to bring out the wisdom, the knowingness yes. that is locked inside here. fact that you want to learn from me tells mm -hmm. me there's something in you that you want to discover. And I want you now um, to go, and I'm going to be here to hold the space and support you. The quote that I have at the very beginning of my book is in the Gospel of Thomas, another Gnostic gospel, and it says, 
Know what is in front of your face and what is hidden from you will be disclosed to you. For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed and there is nothing buried that will not be raised. That's the mystery. That's, yes. Oh, yeah. So it's for I you do, to find it. It'll come to you. If you're aware, if you're present, if you're aligned, it'll come. It'll be there. Nothing will be hidden. It'll be revealed. Determinedly present to what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that Source revealed you to me. <laughs> this was wonderful because, you know, it's so wonderful to, I know when someone is open, but there's a lot of things, you know, that doesn't come through me when I'm with different people because their vibration is what I am responding to. Mm-hmm. Just like you and just coming to me, just like you respond to those people who come to you. Yeah. Based on who they are. Yeah. Energy attracts energy. It's a law. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Everyone can find you at radavi.net, www.radavie.net. Yes. And thank you so much. It's been such an honor. You are such a beautiful soul. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.